0: Educating by sharing our From the Trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise. Balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home.
1: Today
2: today on the Practical Preservation podcast, we have Catherine Brooks from uh, Speed Heater with us. And um, Catherine, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your background. How did you, how did you get into this field? You, tell me about yourself.
1: Okay. Um, I started out in the healthcare field decades ago, to reveal my age, age here, and over time got involved in recycling and environmental issues, and eventually into retail, and then that all sort of came together in the early 2000s, and I came across the infrared paint strippers from Speed Heater, and decided to open my company, EcoStrip. And that's what I did, 2003. So it was a combination of public health and environmentalism that really got me interested in the product. Also, I had a really old house. My husband and I had a really old house, and we decided to strip it, and I used a power washer.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. It was a huge disaster. It looked like a giant earth farm on the side of our house. Just these horrible marks. And eventually we ended up fixing that. But I learned that lesson very early on, the downside of power washing.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. If you're not careful with any of those aggressive things and you, and you don't know exactly, you know, how much pressure to give, yeah, it, it, can, be, it can be pretty, pretty um, detrimental to the, to the, to the house. Um and you were saying from a public health standpoint, is that um because of the lead paint? Yeah. That you were that you were interested in the in the um infrared strippers?
1: Yeah. yeah, the infrared heat is a really good way to deal with lead paint. And I might as well go into that now. It is heat, but it reacts very differently. Infrared heat goes through the paint and into the wood and moves the molecules in the wood, and that friction creates heat, which goes back up into the paint. So it ends up separating the bottom layer of paint from the wood. And as a result, behind the wood doesn't get heated, so that's a lower fire risk. And it only takes about four to 600 degrees with infrared for this process to work. So the paint does not get hot enough to release the lead fumes, which with heat guns, it happens at about a thousand degrees when heat is blowing on the paint. Right. So very safe with lead paint. You Still have to worry about the lead paint dust. But right. That's
2: it. But you're not you're not at least heating it enough that the fumes become right. airborne.
1: That's right.
2: Yeah. So so you're you started your business? Did you say in two thousand and four? Two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Oh, two thousand three. Okay. And um, did you? How did did you? You just discovered this product and decided that was a direction you wanted to go? Was it a focus on preservation? Or I guess you said the environmental concerns, too?
1: Well, actually, uh, the husband of a friend of ours, my husband and my friend, uh, found the tool in Sweden and imported it into the U.S. and happened to be visiting. And I was in between jobs and said, hey, do you want to distribute this down here in the Mid-Atlantic? And I looked at it, watched it, how it worked, and said, Wow, that is really cool. And so I started doing the distribution down here and over the years ended up becoming the US distributor for the whole country and Canada. Which okay, was great. very cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, very good. Are you um do are most of your um, most of the people that purchase the product are they mostly homeowners or not homeowners but like older home like either professionals or homeowners
1: it's, it's a split the first adopters of the tool were professional preservation restoration people and that's because they've been working with lead paint for so long they know right. the green and they also have a particular interest in being careful with the wood And that's kind of something that may not be top on the heads of homeowners, DIYers. Right. The restoration people picked up on it really fast, especially folks that do windows, because it's particularly good on windows. Um, Over the years, I've discovered that DIY homeowners that have bought older homes are getting pretty savvy, and they're very internet research-oriented, and they start to tootle around on the internet and discover the dangers of lead. And then they run into us um, right. looking at how do they deal with the lead? So we're getting more and more homeowners, but that's a pretty hard education curve, to be honest with you.
2: Right, right. I, I could, I could see that. And and that's why we do so much education is because it takes a lot of education to kind of help somebody understand the reason why you should You know, approach it certain ways. So, I I understand that. So, tell me about your products. I know you have a couple different products um, and you have a couple different speed heater products, but then you also have like tools and things too, correct?
1: Yeah. Uh, We started out with a tool which we call the Speed Heater Standard 1100 and it heats an area about three by 10 inches and takes anywhere from 20 to 60 seconds. Interestingly enough, the thicker the paint is, the easier it separates, which is sort of counterintuitive for any other method. Right. Like chemicals, sometimes it takes a couple of applications. Sanding is very tedious. But it's really gratifying to take some big, goopy old paint and heat it with infrared and see it separated so quickly. So the manufacturer, who is in Sweden, um, also is the inventor, and developed a whole line of scrapers. And they're different than most paint scrapers in that they're pull scrapers. So you could have yours, of course use putty scrapers, but the advantage of these pull scrapers is, number one, they have beveled edges, so they're really sharp. And they secondly, they have long handles, which means they're intended for you to put two hands on them so that you get a much wider and even and slightly deeper stroke once you cut through the soft paint so there's one for straight edges there that's called the clapboard there's one for wide curves about an inch wide that's called the profile and then the third one we have is called the boomerang which actually is shaped like a boomerang (laughs) and that one is great for getting in narrow grooves and then recently we released one called the eight cut it actually has eight very sharp edges that you can rotate around the head and get use all of those edges. So those are the key scrapers, paint scrapers. Okay. Then they also developed a set of tools specifically for window restoration. And window restoration is a big challenge. Um, a lot of professionals do window restoration, but more and more homeowners are tackling it themselves. Right. Right. And it has, the kit has the boomerang scraper, which is really good for tight spaces. It also has what we call a chisel with a roller, which is really cool because some people have been hacking away at rock hard glazing putty.
2: Yes, yeah, depending on the type, it's, it's really hard.
1: <laughs> and they break glass. Yeah. So one of the other cool things about infrared is that it can soften the glazing. And then the chisel with the roller, you can set the distance bet- between the wood surface and the glass and roll the wheel right along the wood to really nicely remove that softened glazing. And so the risk of breaking glass is really low. And then there's a third one, which is what we call the putty scraper, which is how you get the bulk of the glazing out or you clean out the bed. Underneath the glass, so there's some specialized tools for windows. But the other one, the other scrapers are good for about anything that you're working on.
2: Okay, very good. Elle, and you have a new one. I know it's on. I know it's on my husband Jonathan's wish list. Yeah. The Cobra. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then over the years, customers have requested something smaller um, because the original Speed Heater 1100 is a very large machine. It's about the size of a shoebox and it weighs over four pounds. So the manufacturer developed one that we'd call the Cobra, and it heats an area about three by three inches, and it heats it in less than five seconds. It is a monster. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are using it, again, for windows, but for interior work or any place where you have a tight space, the Cobra is particularly good um, because that head gets into tight spaces. And we found that people doing interior work are really paying close attention. They've, they've got the heater right up close to their heads and they're looking to see what's going on. And the Cobra is very good for that because they're paying very close attention. We kind of discourage people from doing that on sighting because we think that people are a little more lax about doing their sighting. They're paying less close attention. And the cover is so fast that literally if you turn your head away, you could overheat the paint yeah, so I,
2: I could see, I could see that and with the the siding, you have um it it, be, it would become more monotonous than like if you're if you're if you're stripping a baluster or a, or a piece of decorative trim right yeah.
1: yeah so you sort of lose your attention and then mm-hmm. you risk overheating.
2: So um, do you, um, uh, what was I thinking about this? I know for this siding, you, do you still have the armrest so that if you wanted to just keep moving it, you can?
1: Yeah, There's okay. a, it's called the classic arm. And what it does, it comes with a base and you provide a pipe. Uh, we don't ship pipes because they could be 10, 20 feet high. So you provide a pipe that sticks in the base and then we provide some brackets that help you stabilize the pipe against the side of your house. And then this articulating arm weighs about 12 pounds and it can stretch out to five feet on either side of the pole with your speed heater on it. And as a result, you can turn the speed heater facing the siding, you can turn it upside down facing a soffit, Um, you can pretty much put it at any angle you want, and while the speed heater itself is heating one surface paint bubbles and then you move the speed heater ahead while you scrape the first one yes. so it really doubles your productivity and people working on siding have a lot of surface to work with yes
2: yeah there's a lot of square foot a lot of square feet though so um is there, what is what do you wish that you knew when you got started that you know now? Is there any any tips or tricks or public confessions?
1: <laughs> Probably um, the biggest one is how little people know about the dangers of lead paint. It's yeah. been almost terrifying to me to drive around in these old towns and see people dry scraping this lead paint. Oh, yeah, all over the place people are walking on the sidewalk and it's just very discouraging that um there's so many people including professionals who right just aren't paying attention and that's why i sort of jumped on the bag and wagon with with lead paint education right um, really early on is that i see that as a really important part of what EcoStrip is. I talk about lead paint with anybody that I sense they are a younger person. Um, I ask them if they have little kids and then I get on my soapbox with them because I just think it's so important. And they said it's amazing how savvy younger people are these days.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah I agree. I agree with that. And and I wonder, have you seen changes in the way people are treating it since the EPA regulations, or you really don't see a difference?
1: I do, in the sense that professionals pay more attention, especially the bigger firms painting. Okay. Firm. Um, the smaller ones are flying under the radar.
2: Right. Yeah,
1: That's always been the case. And then there's some professionals sort of in between who literally will not touch a house if you tell them it has lead paint. They say, I'm busy enough. I don't need to mess with that. But there are a lot of people out there that the EPA, they think, doesn't apply to them. So (laughs) now the thing, the water in Flint, Michigan, the lead in the water has helped in the sense that there's more awareness about
2: lead. Uh, I, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. I know there's there's two cases that have made the local paper in Lancaster that when we're doing presentations I bring up because both both times they were parents that were at work, got lead paint all over them, didn't change their clothes when they got home weren't, you know, weren't wearing protective, you know, coveralls or something over, over their clothes, didn't change their clothes when they got home and actually ended up giving lead poisoning to their children. yeah. 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 So I, I, those are stories that I tell because I know I was stripping paint, you know, in my, in my childhood years, you know, I wasn't, I was probably middle school age, but you know, that was one of my tasks. Um, and I wasn't wearing a respirator and stuff, but at least I was, you know, I wasn't a toddler. Right. Um, And, and, and I try to really, I I agree with you. I really try to emphasize for, you know, young children and pregnant women, you really need to, you need to be careful. And we really struggle with that too, with employees. You know, I watched somebody a couple of years ago, come down off the scaffolding. They had been up working on a cornice and he started eating a sandwich and I'm like, you need to wash your hands. Like you wonder why your blood levels are high. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So, and it's not hard to do. And I don't feel like it's, you know, cost prohibitive. It's just being careful and it's less cleanup. So then it's less labo- labor anyway, like on the back end.
1: Yeah, yeah, And that, again, that's another thing that infrared is very helpful with because when you're stripping the paint, it's soft. So right. Generating less dust, it's kind of clumping and falling on your plastic sheeting. So it's a way for us to tell people there are safer ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And just dry scraping and creating dust and chips
2: so are, what trends or challenges are you seeing in preservation or in in educating people about about the dangers of lead paint or and paint removal are you what 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 are you seeing
1: i have been involved with a group for i'd say eight years of uh, professional window restorers and Eight years ago, a lot of them, honestly, didn't take it very seriously. Mm -hmm. And right now, as a matter of fact, this week, they're having their every two-year conference, and lead is right up there on the agenda. And that's that's very heartening to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's becoming, in the preservation industry, it's getting more and more attention. I'm still not (laughs) excited that... um, remodelers are very resistant I mean that's been my biggest frustration is to make the awareness of remodelers and painters and you look a lot of the a lot of those HGTV and even this old house shows on tv and it's really scary yeah don't pay attention so there's it's getting better Danielle but We had a long ways to go. Right.
2: Well, and I think too, um, the those shows are so unrealistic. But people who don't do it day in and day out don't realize how unrealistic they are. Yeah. Um, And I think too that like the uh, painters, I would think, would be a huge like group to educate but remodelers, especially like the people who are going in to do like replacement windows and things like that, that I think is, I think that would be, or that is a challenge because they just want to go in and get done. Like they don't want to spend time protecting the inhabitants of the house from the lead paint.
1: Well, and I discovered probably probably 10 years ago that there are a lot of government programs where they're working in lower income housing where lead paint, poisoning is obviously a problem yes and unfortunately the government programs go in and rip out the old windows
2: right yeah
1: vinyl and aluminum windows and they're not terribly careful about it and they they don't like you said they don't particularly want to do it right or cleanly they just want to do what they're paid to do which is to rip them out and put in cheap windows
2: right yeah and get done in a day
1: Throw all those good windows in the trash.
2: Right, right, yeah. Um, so, how do you how do you keep up with trends? How, do you go to events? Do you do? You, are there certain things that you read?
1: I do a lot of reading. Um, I keep up with the preservation trends pretty well. I go to conferences, um, training sessions. For example, there's one called the Preservation Trades Network, and there are a lot of folks that have been doing. Stonework and window restoration and ironwork, and I've been going to those conferences for you know my full 15 years. Right, interesting thing about those is they're also beginning to get in the education arena. So Mm -hmm. I look like that. Um, I have gone to some conferences for remodelers, but I get pretty frustrated. I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall. It's a different, different mindset. Yeah, it really is. I, I read magazines for remodelers. So I've been keeping up with those. And that helps me because at least I can speak about the trends. For example, there's one called Aging in Place. Oh, yes. Yeah. More interest because there we are, my age is called the Silver Tsunami, where there's millions of us coming up. And older people are staying in their homes. They just want to, you know, fix their homes up and they're a good audience too. The retired people are a good audience for preservation and restoration. If you can get to them,
2: you know, right.
1: And get to them and educate them. But that's an example where, you know, reading the trends or looking at, you know, parts of the country where the most restoration is going on, or I don't much read painting magazines again because it's like banging my head against a wall right so I kind of stick with what magazines and online newsletters are looking at restoration preservation you know taking old neighborhoods and gentrifying those are the ones where I, I spend more attention
2: that and that makes sense to me so how can how can our listeners contact you
1: Well, you can either uh, call us. Our office, which is seven zero three four seven six six two 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 or you can write to our information line, which is info at eco strip, and there's a hyphen between eco and strip, ecostrip.com. And we get a lot of requests from people that way. There's also a contact page on our website where we get really good questions from folks. Okay. And we've got some blogs. We try to do a lot of education on our blogs. People respond to those. So pretty much you know, call us, email us, you know respond on the website. Lots of good ways to get a hold of us.
2: okay, and I'll make sure all of those are on our website when we post the the um, perfect the episode. Um, do you have any offers for our listeners? Any place yeah. you'll be any
1: we do, we do. Um, to encourage people to. Try, certainly, our larger infrared paint movers. We are giving us $30 off on either the Cobra or the Speed Heater Kit. Uh, Speed Heater Kit is the larger model and it comes with the two most common scrapers. So either one of those two, if people want to go to the website and when you're checking out with those two items, if you enter the code KPS. Okay. Which is yours, I believe. Thank you. Services. <laughs> um, they can apply that $30 discount.
2: Okay, very good. I'll, and I'll make sure that's on, on with the episode too, so that people can go and look quickly and make sure they're getting it in right. Excellent. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share with us? I, I feel like I learned um, learned some things from you and I, I think your evolution into into this makes sense from a you know public health environmental standpoint and and I think that you you know your le- your your lessons are are important.
1: Uh probably the biggest thing is that any of us in this field have a responsibility to do the education about led I mean, I, it's, I feel sort of obsessed by it sometimes, (laughs) but there's not enough education out there and we've got to keep doing it. And I feel really good about our products because they help with that. You know, they are safe to use. They don't create the lead fumes that nobody sees. And I have examples of like you do, of people that have been poisoned and fallen off their ladders and done all kinds of horrible things and it's, it's real important for us. The other thing that I've developed over the years is I was not a preservation person. And I certainly wasn't a painter. And I still don't tell people that I'm a painter. Right. So if somebody asked me, I'll say, look, I don't know about paint. I know about how to get paint off. Right. So I can feel good about that, but not get beyond my knowledge and that's that's the safest thing for me to do is right
2: to, right well
1: uh, and and you know
2: what it takes to prep it beforehand so that their paint does last and you do get a good paint job and that's that i that's more important sometimes i think than some of the other things that you can do for painting But yeah, the, yeah. I think, I think if I was you too, I would be very gratified. I love it when we like have really thick, thick paint and then we take it off and we find like this detail in the molding that we haven't, nobody's seen (laughs) since they put layers and layers of paint on.
1: (laughs) Or they find this gorgeous wood under there. Yes. Yeah. No idea. It had great wood. I mean, it's been painted for, you know, five times over the decades.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: The detail's gone. They have no idea what it is. And the first time they strip, it's like, oh my God, look at
2: this. (laughs) It's so much excitement. It
1: is. It is. And when it's thick, that's what really trips people out. It's like, oh my God, that was so easy. (laughs) They've been putting on layer after layer of chemicals and it's so creepy and messy and they, they just get excited. You know, it's, it's very rewarding. We get some pretty hysterical emails from people that, have used our tools, especially the Cobra that's so fast. Oh yeah. I said, oh my God, that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Well, thank you so much for, for
2: joining us. I really appreciate your, your time and, and coming on and sharing your knowledge with
1: us. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to do it. Thank you.